Hello, and thank you for joining us on another episode of Why Theory. As always, I am your host, Ryan Angley, joined, as always, by co-host Todd McGowan. Todd, how you doing, buddy? I'm doing great, Ryan. How you doing? I am doing well. Uh, Liverpool are up 3-0 in the background, as we were just discussing. No more about that. Uh, but uh, So good vibes. Good vibes in the in the recording room. And I've given you, a, a, all you out there, a, a temporal stamp. Of That's when right. this recording is when, when taking it took place. place. Yeah. So today, uh, as you can tell from the episode title, uh, we've got uh, an episode up on a recent uh, publication. Not the most recent, because Todd's a madman, uh, but a recent uh, book by uh, by Todd. This is about the racist fantasy, The Unconscious Roots of Hatred. That is the full title. Um, I think it is the most recent, though. Why, why isn't oh, it? Oh, is it? Oh, well, they the, came uh, out enjoyment. on exactly the same day. Oh, so. you're Okay. Which so was not is... really well timed. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, so, I suppose it's kind of more like which of your twins is uh, the oldest. The I oldest. Kind of, right, right, yeah. It's, right, it's one, right. of one of those kinds of deals. Um, yeah. So let's call it the most recent book. Okay. Um, this is Theo. And this is Theo. <laughs> oh, it's Theo. Okay, there we go. So this is the Theo, um, and Enjoyment Right and Left is the Dashel. Does, does yeah. that make sense to you? Yes, that is does. A, Okay, to right. listeners, it won't make any sense at all. It won't make any sense. What a what yeah. an inside uh, observation. And let's yes. move uh, from that. Uh, so I, I want to start talking about your book from the title. Because I think even in the title, the title makes an argument and it makes a claim. And I right. think it's it's interesting. And I think this is um, against DOXA. So I'm gonna frame so I'm gonna I'm gonna give you the question that it is entirely reasonable that someone who maybe I don't know doesn't listen to us or or, or is a little bit familiar with some of the thinkers that and, and ideas that we talk about, but like they're looking at your book and they uh, are they, they see the title and they're like, huh, the racist right. fantasy, the right. racist fantasy, the how can this isn't anti-Semitism different from anti-blackness, which is different from sub-Saharan uh, uh, racism, which is different from Orientalism, which is different from Islamophobia, which is di- like, like how, like, which is different from be- anti-indigeneity, like, like how the racist fantasy, like right. how is there, I think it'd be entirely reasonable for someone to look at that and be like, I'm going to read this book. And it seems like there are all these racisms, plural, in the world and the strategy to combat them must be multifarious and must take into account the, the, again, the multitudinous ways in which right. these racisms pervade the world. So the, the title of your book is arguing that that, that is not the case. So how right. would you respond to that, that person? Yeah, it's a good idea? question because I think you're right that that is the critical doxa, which yeah. A, a thing that you love to be critical of, which we call yes. nominalism, right? Which yes. means yeah. that there are no, the, the nominalist position is that there are only particulars, and that every yes. generalization is a generalization on the basis of those particulars, and mm-hmm. it does not. That generalization does not in itself exist. So, just mm-hmm. like you said, there is no the, and of course, the article is really important, right? Like if it was just a racist fantasy, well, that would be fine. Mm. It would be talking mm-hmm, about one mm-hmm. of the many, and so that would be okay. So you're right. Yeah. So the racist fantasy is really important. And my answer is a couple of things. So first of all, I would say, uh, okay, whatever. Maybe you think that you have a multitudinous understanding of things, but there's always, I think, one form that gets privileged. And this mm-hmm. is why I'm not anomalous. So I think that there's one. So even if you think like, oh, there's all these different racisms and they're all equal, there's always one that gets that gets the privileged position in no matter how pluralistic your thinking is. So that's mm-hmm. that's that's why mm-hmm. I think you have to just bite the bullet and 
say the, but, but more importantly, I think if you look at all those structures that you, all those different forms of racism that you named, you actually mm-hmm. can see the same phantasmatic structure. So that is of course different than the, uh, uh, overt players in the, in the racist structure, right? Like the fantasy mm-hmm. structure is, I was going to say it's beneath the surface, but it's not really beneath the surface. It's on the surface, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but it's unconscious. And so I think mm-hmm. that's the thing. Mm-hmm. And I think that unconsciously things are actually, it's funny because I think sometimes people think, oh, unconsciously things are so much more complex. I actually think unconsciously things are, they're simpler. And I think unconsciously, if you look at, if you're trying to read the unconscious, interpret the unconscious, then I do think that you can see there is a one structure operative in those different, what seem like different forms, and it's the position. Mm. And I think this is what's for me crucial: the position that what I would I call in the book the racial other, what position that racial other occupies. I want to say one other thing about the title really yeah. quickly. Uh, yeah. I wanted to just call it the racist fantasy. Period. Like that's it. Yeah. No subtitle. And no subtitle. And. Mm-hmm. The press, I, I'm very thankful to Bloomsbury because another press, after two positive readings, just rejected it. The press mm. board rejected it because their argument was, <laughs> interesting that this was their argument. Their argument was the, racism doesn't, it's just empirical and historical. It doesn't need to be theorized. So mm. that was the reason for its rejection. Uh, and again, that's so never it's, happened. It's, it, it's interesting. It's, it's interesting that that was the, the claim because you're, I mean, that happened after you'd written the book, yeah. but that is exactly what your book is. Exactly what I'm critical with. of. Right. Ex- exactly. Right. Yeah. That right. position. That's interesting. I also think like, I know, so I, I, I deliberately of course tried to construct the, the question in, in a way that's like, that would sound reasonable according to the doxa, but it's, it's sort of interesting. I just want to kind of underline this point. If that is someone's position, which I imagine that probably is. A, I think it is a position that, that, of a fair that, number of people. Yeah. Yeah. But the, isn't it, it, it kind of, um, uh, I don't want to say unconscious is not the right word, but it, it, it unintentionally um, grants racism like a multiculturalism that it <laughs> does not uh, deserve. So I think that's right. kind of no, a, a, I think a, a, that's a great point. It's a great point. But the other thing about the title. So I didn't want to ha- I, I just wanted the racist fantasy. No subtitle. Right. And Bloomsbury. Again, I'm very mm. grateful to them. And I think they mm. did a great job. Uh, they were afraid that people would think two things that I was Mm -hmm. saying racism was just a fantasy. And Uh so it's not really real Mm -hmm. or that it was a, it was in favor of racism. Like let's like this is like pro racism. Here's a fantasy of what racism should look like in a a positive sense. Now I, I guess those kind of readings are possible, but I didn't think that they were likely but uh, I, you know, I, I, I think it's so, quite reasonable that that they that they said what they did. I I because they're you do that, that, okay, yeah, interesting. I, I okay. do, yeah. Be, because okay. well, especially I mean, I think this is you know we're gonna go on to the to sort of like the uh, the meat yeah. of your argument and the in the terms in a second. But I think it, it's like uh, in the uh, what I would say is the the current climate. Um, I think uh, it's it's easy to 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 see a to to see a title and just to make up what the rest of the book must hold. 
Yeah. And that's the like, yeah. that's the like, like, like they're like, that's like one of the memes about like what, you know, the research or a quote unquote research people do on the internet is they just look at article titles. Like I remember I, 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 I hate to, to, to do this uh, to my sister, but I remember she said to me <laughs> on the phone once like, Oh, I read half of a article title on the internet today. And, and I just stopped her. I was like, I don't, I just want to stop this sentence <laughs> you, <laughs> before we keep going. You read half, half of a title of something and anyway and yeah. I, I i so i think that's uh now yeah. of course your book having a subtitle doesn't prevent someone from doing the thing that my sister did reading only half of it and then they could just not read the subtitle it, they could just yeah. read the subtitle yeah concluding that it or, must be a fantasy of racism yeah. but anyway i think reasonable call so you think that was a reasonable for, thing okay good uh, well, I then do. I'm glad I, I it got we, added. So it was yeah. clear that this was not a pro-racism <laughs> book. I mean, yeah. I, yeah. I, I, well, I just, for, the, for the very reasons, though, that I think that you're like what your book is uh, is discussing. So like like the, that that the I think that w- w- one of the things that um, that you, you not to maybe jump ahead too much that you, you, you take to to task is um, that there is a uh, there is a a phantasmatic support that uh, operates to sustain racism. And even it also operates to sustain people who believe themselves to be anti-racist. And I think that is where, uh, where Bloomsbury, that's where I think Bloomsbury is being like rightly theoretical is that someone who is like on either side of that might see your, your book as a, as a material support for either position because yeah yeah because what uh, this is i mean i think this is sort of uh sort of your claim is that like the the way the way to uh uh, the way to to address racism can't be in any way to uh to support its fundamentals and so one of the like i think the most uh i don't know what's like the the, like it it would be a very common move to to just to to see something like that and we're spending a lot of time now talking about the title and to just say look at what this this is happening like this like this thing is everywhere and there's like no way to combat it so like it 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 yeah. undercuts it yeah, undercuts I, I the, see the theoretical I invention you're making that's what I was you, you've almost was convinced me so that's good <laughs> very good <laughs> yeah yeah but I so right and I just I but to come back to your initial question which again I think is mm. is interesting just because it's the it is so doxic right like it's so mm. much the thing that people think because of course nominalism is is the is the prevailing it's the prevailing yeah. wind at every like if you go to an academic conference you were just at the cinema studies conference and it was just a a, a nominalist fantasy right in the yeah. fantasy in the sense yeah. of like this is what they the nominalists can only dream of uh we were just at the last this past weekend at a a, a an anti-nominalist <laughs> academic yes. conference uh, that is called correct. black so that was a, that was that was a nice I would nice. I was going to say it was refreshing for me. It was not refreshing though, because it took place here in Vermont, and it was. Uh, You'd have been refreshed if you went somewhere else. Uh, somewhere else, yeah. Okay. And if yeah. if only like maybe you came and visited me, and not uh, uh. 150 <laughs> people. <laughs> so. Well, I, I I found it refreshing and revitalizing. Uh, good. That's so good. I know so someone someone like benefited. It. Yeah. yeah. Uh, anyway, I think that I think that the the idea that so one of the th- I think what drove me to even write it was this idea that there's three basic structural positions, mm. subject, obstacle, in fan, in every fantasy, so, sorry, okay. subject, obstacle, and then object of desire. Mm. 
And and then I was thinking about my own fantasies as I was thinking about how racism functions phantasmatically and how much time I spend on or spent, I don't even remember if I still have fantasies uh, <laughs> that are that I know of. Um but that that I how much time I spent on the obstacle, right? Like that mm. that 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 like that was all about like getting to achieve getting to the object of desire. But then once you got to it, it was just it was it was a kind of a, it was a nothing, right? And I think well, that that can I so, can I offer something like yeah, an example? Because yeah, 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 I, I yeah. think like this you 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 uh, you talk about the obstacle very early in the book, and and I think it's any any hobby the obstacle is much more appealing than the acquisition of or or even like getting something to work properly. And I right. was just like. I'll have, a, I'll have a, a shout out to um, a listener, Fabrizio. I said his name like he's Italian, but he's Brazilian. But he has helped usher me in to uh, the world of uh, uh, retro gaming and like uh, getting ROMs to. This is all nonsense to you, but like getting ROMs to work on uh, on a, on, a, on different devices. And the thing that is like in this community that like to get like for example to get PlayStation 3 emulation to work is very difficult and it's usually it's at quite a nominalist enterprise because if you get it to work for one game you have to change it for another one oh wow and okay. and it's uh the the th- the thing though is that and this is just like i think everybody who who does this kind of thing they amass a huge library. They get these things working and they never play the games. They never play the games. Never yeah. play. And so I, so I'm just, so I like very quickly realize that. So I'm, I'm trying to make sure that I'm, that I'm actually playing the games, but it, it's like, it just is so true that like the thing that makes it a hobby is overcoming this obstacle. And, and, right, and, right. and then, and then once it's overcome, it's like, Oh, it's good. So it's not even playing the game anymore. It's just like, and, and like it, this again, whether people are into retro gaming or not, it doesn't matter. But it's like, you think about like antiquing uh, right. as a hobby right. or, or, you know, really like, like anything. It's like, it's the, I was thinking of collecting as you were talking, collect- right? Like yeah, collecting, yeah, like the, you're so focused on the, say you're collecting stamps, the one stamp you sure. don't have for your collection, right? Or the, but, and then, and then once you get it, you're like, okay, I've got it. So it's like mm. you've overcome the obstacle, and then the thing becomes valueless. So it's really, I think, mm. it's interesting the role that the obstacle plays in just the creation of value. Well, yeah, be, and because what you're talking about, I just want to underline it. Like if you're collecting stamps or or rare records, you know, or something like that. Like there's a there is a, a dollar amount of value, and that is like whatever whatever it is. But it's the psychical value. So right. when right. when with the obstacle removed, no, there there the psychical value is far less than when the maybe obstacle it's was zero, there. right? Maybe, maybe zero. it's zero. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I, I would cosign on that. Yeah, yeah, I just think like and and so then what's interesting about racism, you know, uh, I, I I I love citing this line just because it it it's it's so revelatory and it's mm. it's not it's not. I mean, obviously, we think that Hitler was a racist, but it's. I think we won't like to distinguish anti-Semitism from mm. other kinds of racism, and I think this this is from Mein Kampf, and it shows that it's. We can't really make that distinction. So here's what Hitler says: He says, "With a satanic joy in his face, the black-haired Jewish youth lurks in faith for the unsuspecting German girl whom he defiles with his blood. With every means, he tries to destroy the racial foundations." of the people he has set out to subjugate that i.e. the Germans. So uh it's just so interesting that that the the he what's his focus it's not on how, how 
how beautiful the innocent German girl, you know, nothing like mm-hmm. she just gets one adjective, innocent. But he, mm-hmm. the 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 Jewish guy, has satanic joy, right? And so mm-hmm. I think mm-hmm. that that's. Mm-hmm. It seems like to me, even the like like Hitler is getting off in this sentence on the Jew, not mm-hmm. on the German girl, which is. I mean, it's kind. It's fascinating in that way, right? Like, it, like the way that that fantasy functions, that the person isn't getting off on the actual object, but on the obstacle to the object, and which mm. is racial, right? Like, it's mm-hmm. it's it's a racial other. Well, and and that's the. I mean, isn't the? I think uh, I've I like to to put it this way. I said this a long time ago, so long time listeners will have heard this before. But it's just. What, in, I mean, you can even see it in that example from Mein Kampf is that like the uh, the Jewish person is getting away with something, right? And like right. and like and I and I think that like that this idea I mean which which is it tells you that like there is a there is a secret enjoyment of the of the racial other and they are getting away with it and and like and it's and in its obscenity like it needs to be like it needs to be stopped for like the good right, right? like capital G good and right I, and I, yeah yeah go ahead. No, no, I was just going to say, like, I think, like, just to go back to the opening question, like, that you can loop into all those different... Every time. Uh, right. Every, every different kind, right. of, like, yeah. of, of uh, yeah, of, 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 of racism that you could, that you could name, is, is that the, the racialized other is getting away with something, and it, and, 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 and the, the, and the white, the whites are, have a duty, like, an ethical imperative to put a stop to it. Like, that's the... Right, right. So there is this... So it's interesting, this role that the good plays. I think you're right, that 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 they're they're damaging the good with this obscenity. Yeah? Right. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. at the same time, this obscenity also hinders my... Not my own access to the good, although mm-hmm. it does do that too, but I, meaning I, the racist, like, it also hinders my... Ability that's to a be good, obscene. That's a good cut, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, continue. <laughs> okay, no, it it hinders my own ability to enjoy. Right, like that's right, the right, see. Right. I think that's the crucial thing that mm-hmm. I consciously, again, though it's it's different, right? Because mm-hmm. I consciously see it as the barrier to my enjoyment, but unconsciously it's functioning as the vehicle for my enjoyment. So right. I think that that's the. Racism, I think, depends. I don't think I said this in the book, but I think it's really true. Racism depends on this distinction between unconscious and conscious, right? That the thing that I consciously perceive as a barrier to me enjoying is the unconscious vehicle for my enjoyment. Not that my enjoyment is unconscious, but just that I don't see where my enjoyment's coming from. I I misperceive it, I think, in racism. I think you kind of, I think you kind of do lay that out. I do say that. Okay. I think you do in the introduction because what you, you, you do this, you know, the, uh, this, I, uh, to compliment you on air in front of people, you do this nice, uh, thing where you draw out the, like in the contemporary conversation, uh, especially in the last like five or 10 years, there's been, uh, a a turn toward the phrase, uh, unconscious bias. And more recently away from that to implicit bias. But what you're, really really careful to to lay out is that it's not unconscious the way psychoanalysis uh, understands it and in fact even the people who write about it are really clear to distance themselves from don't worry they're like don't worry we're not talking about freud that's what they're talking about freud at all and and what it what it becomes and and i think in your your critical of this position what it becomes is it is strictly a 
a, a gap in epistemology. It is right. simply, and this plays out all the time, like that, that it is a lack of knowledge. And it's even in like, like there's even statements that like I agree with that are true that like, like, you know, that no one is born a racist. Like it has to be like, it has to be learned. And I think that that's true. And, right. but, but it's, it's are you going to sing that song to us, Ryan? I'm. I'm not. You've no, you got know what? To I, I, be carefully talk. No, you're not going to do that. <laughs> that's great. That's great. You've got to. That's and that is. Uh, that's from the South actually Pacific. talk about that book in the. Or that sorry, that film in the beginning. You do. Of the, yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, because um, like to 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 bring in the uh, like like the filmic uh, frame to to discuss the fantasy, but it, it's uh, anyway. So I think it would be good to to hear you talk about about this a little bit, like how. In in popular conversation, the way uh, like unconscious becomes, I think basically it becomes re- pre-conscious, right? Yeah, it becomes pre-conscious or, or yeah. unintentional. Like I think unintentional, that's it. Right. I think right. that that's that's all that it becomes. But that's that is like your 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 claim is. Uh, yeah, that's a, that's important. That. I think I think it's really important that, and it, it is interesting that they, that the 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 proponents of this idea started out with the term unconscious bias. And they're like, oh, that sounds a little too Freudian. Let's just switch over <laughs> to implicit bias. <laughs> Even though, you're, as you say, they're, they were very clear that they're not, this is not the, no, because, and they even say, because we've had numerous scientific advances since Freud, we un- now understand the unconscious much better than he does, which is to say we don't believe in it at all anymore. Uh, so <laughs> right. I think that's really funny, but I think that that's, I mean, the, the the problem with the unconscious, right, is that it oper, and I think this is why, if the racist fantasy is unconscious, then it operates against what you necessarily consciously want or think, and so you're, mm-hmm. you know, you're. It's not to say that you're not guilty for it, because I think you are guilty for it, but that you, right, I think right. you make an important point that you have to, you have to acquire it, right? Like you don't. There's no, there's no kind of like, okay, you're born, whatever, white, and then you, you're, you have a racist fantasy inborn in you. Well, that's just, mm-hmm. that's, that, that itself accepts the terms of racism, right? I think yeah. that that's, yeah. So, I mean, the notion that white is anything is itself already a racist act that makes us think that white is anything. And I think this is, I cite them probably not enough, but quite a bit in this book, but the Barbara and Karen Fields, like this is their right, real right, right. great point. I think that, that, uh, I might, my, my secret suspicion is that they're really like deeply psychoanalytic thinkers, but they just don't <laughs> ever say that because it, it is a really, it's such a structural point that they're, yeah, making, they're making in their book racecraft. I think that, it yeah. really, but I think again the point that, that that this this inability to grant the unconscious its position socially is I think what really hinders the fight against racism even when we're using the term unconscious bias. So I think yeah. that's a that's a big that's that's part of the opening salvo of what I was mm. trying to talk about. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, to, just to to be clear to the listeners, the the uh, the book that Todd is referencing is a uh, blind spot uh, by uh, Banaji and uh, Greenwald. That's the uh, where yeah. unconscious bias, yeah, yeah. Uh, it, I, it comes from, or at least that's like the the leading. I don't know uh, that they invented it, but I think that's the one that really popularized. The yeah, popularized the idea. term. So yeah. the yeah. um, yeah. So uh, the way to uh to understand uh unconscious 
in this in that like i i think i do think that this is the like rather than just you know we're not making like a i don't know a taxonomical or or like a like indexical point that like or lexical point like that it it has to be you got to use the right words or you have to use the word in the right way the the like the shift from unconscious bias to implicit bias in popular discourse is really um important because you can tell what the popular idea of unconscious is which means that like you can't be held responsible for it which is why that's the shift to implicit right where, because you can you can be held responsible for the implicit right? yes exactly where yeah, that is interesting yeah. isn't it because i think isn't maybe freud's one of his greatest points is no 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 you are responsible for your own unconscious right like i yes. think that's really and in fact yes. maybe you're more responsible for your unconscious than for your conscious decisions Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Kind of think he thinks that, right? I think Which so is, too. I think I think yeah. I I think we think that. I think guys, think yeah, we we think yeah. that. Yes, yeah. I think for sure. Yeah. Like, I mean, that's like the idea of the uh, of like the unconscious choice is like. A, I think that's a you know we talked Such about this before. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's a like you. Um, what would be what would be your your chosen example of the? I like think of maybe a, of I a mean, mundane phenomenon is, that is the unconscious. Choice. Oh, I was going to choose a very non-mundane one. Okay, uh, there you go. Which is okay. Luther's "Here I stand, I can do no other." Right, like this. Okay. Like I, I, he feels like he feels compelled to do it, and he can't. But or or mm. like an ethical, like when someone, I don't know, let's say someone does a whistleblowing, and they mm. know that it's going to destroy, like the movie Insider. That's maybe that's not okay. so mundane, but he he goes on this. He does this whistleblowing, and it mm-hmm. totally destroys his life. It costs him his family. It co- it costs him his his uh, bonus that he got, his, his severance package, it costs him everything, social mm-hmm, ostracism, mm-hmm. and yet mm-hmm. he, he does it, right? So I think, I, I, was, I, I was just listening to a lecture by Alain Badu, and he, mm. this, this does tie on this, like, the, are we, the, the unconscious is where we're free. And he was trying, mm. he was defending the history of communism at all these steps, and he was talking about Lenin, and he slipped and he goes, you know, when Stalin took power in 1917 and then he goes oh no no i mean lenin and i thought interesting well that's that's interesting and and i think that would be one way that i think this is freud's point about the slip like we have to take responsibility for the slip so maybe badu mm-hmm. himself knows mm-hmm. i mean this wouldn't even be my position necessarily but there already was in lenin's revolution the seeds of the stalinist tyranny right like or something yeah. like that so so yeah, but he unconsciously he if you asked him consciously he would never say that but but unconsciously clearly he and he even made a joke oh these freudian clearly freud's still alive i'm like well okay but <laughs> it's, it's more than that to that right like yeah so so i think that that's the, the that, that, that that would be the most mundane thing right like that that's the like he would say well wait a minute that wasn't i just slipped that was just a mistake mm. That wasn't my free. My free thing was when I was saying something about Lenin, but I think we would want to say, no, it's actually that moment of the slip where you your freedom articulated itself. Interesting. I mean, I, yeah, like I think I'll um I'll uh you gave me an opportunity to work out a a, a mundane uh Oh good, 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 good. Example, mine were not which, mundane. Mine were like no, Stalin no. and Martin Luther. That's <laughs> The opposite no, but, of mundane. <laughs> but it was helpful to move from uh, from exception to the ordinary, which I think okay, is really good, important. Good. The, uh, is like if you're ever in a fight with someone, a uh, a, a, a friend, a romantic partner, like a, a family member, whatever, 
it's always it is always uh what you said not what you meant that's important right, right. at least for a little right. bit but 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 i but i but that that's this principle you can you can it can be a slip like you know uh like like a stalin for for lenin uh but even if it's not it, a slip right even like if it's it, not it, a slip yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it's yeah. it's again it's like it's it's what you like i just like how how often is that it's like that's not what i meant like you it's like but it's what you said and yeah. and they're like so that's the unconscious choice and you have a responsibility to what you said more i i think more so than, more than to than what, what you, you meant, meant. Yeah. yeah 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 i think it's a really it's a harsh it's a harsh kind of ethical i mean freud himself doesn't view it as an ethical thing at all, right? Like he doesn't right. even quite know what he's getting at. But mm. I think it really is, I mean, to me, that's almost the ethics of psychoanalysis. Like take responsibility yeah. for what you said or take responsibility for your unconscious. And I think yeah. that's, I think that's a really key, I mean, that's that's where the book moves to the end is that mm-hmm. idea that that racism is fundamentally a refusal to take responsibility for one's own mode of enjoyment. I think that's just, I just think that would be one way to define it. Right. Like that's, yeah. Like no, the racist right. gets off on the racial other and, and, but yet doesn't, but yet hates that other and wants to see that other destroyed. And so it doesn't avow that, that, that dependence. Yeah. Well, I mean, and so this let's, uh, let's, let's, let's bring, let's bring this in. Like, so there's a couple, couple things here that's important. One of the things that, as you point out, um, apart from, um, really recent and uh, maybe it's worth spending a word on this, uh, recent and, uh, and, and, and excellent work, uh, from, uh, Sheldon George and David Marriott, uh, yeah. specifically, uh, in two separate books, um, that psychoanalysis or, and of course, Fanon, but like Fanon, in psychoanalysis, Fanon, right, right. Yeah. France Fanon in psychoanalysis, there's not a lot of grappling with uh racism and even like i know that this extends uh you know neither you and i are in the the clinical world but i know that this has extended into the the world of clinicians as well there's like this great series uh a black psychoanalysis speaks there's like a series of videos like uh i don't know three four years ago so um th- i know there's a lot of conversation on that and in, in the different right. um uh, uh i don't know arms of uh, of psychoanalysis as such uh and so you know y- you uh you're critical of people uh in the theory community for not grappling with uh with with racism well, and, and looking at its psychic structures that, that, well don't uh, you think i mean just yeah. not to, to just to choose the two big targets like i think that's an error on freud's part and i think it's an error yeah. on lacan's part right like yeah everyone yeah. loves to cite this thing like like the the next hundred years the racism is going to increase blah 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 in television lacan's in this interview that lacan gave yeah. on television Mm-hmm. Okay, but that's not really a theory, like an attempt to yeah. really bring psychoanalysis to bear on racism. So that's a punt. And then Freud, mm. like, I, you know, okay, there's a lot of stuff on Judaism, but it's not really, I don't think it's ever a critique of anti-Semitism. I remember you said something to me that Joan said to you, okay. like, of course he had a lot to say. I imagine he had a lot to say about racism, given that he was a Jew growing up in Austria. Okay. Mm-hmm. That that may be true, but he doesn't say it, right? Like he doesn't. Yeah. There's not a theory. I, I mean, mm. and he, you know, he was clearly anti-Nazi, and and they were going to send him to a camp, so he had to. Yeah. He had to flee his house, but I don't know. I mean, I just feel like that from the beginning. There's a kind of uh, hunting on the question. Mm, a lacuna, let's say. Yeah. 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 
and you can adjust I, do you the think thing that? to make it. I, I mean, I think I, that's true. I do, I do. I think um, so. Sheldon gave a uh, not to be totally inside, but Sheldon gave a great uh, talk at the end of the the keynote at the end of the LAC conference, and yeah. he talked he he talked about the logical time essay right in yeah. uh, in a Cree, and it's uh, like I, I was pretty. Well, like you can the, never look at that essay again the same way after you no, hear Sheldon's talk. No, right. absolutely not. Absolutely not. But it's also, Can you just say a little like, thing about the, just describe the essay very briefly and the problem in it, and then tell what Sheldon did? Because I think oh, it's yeah. pretty interesting. Yeah, so it's, um, Lacan constructs like a, what you might call a, a kind of a, a prisoner's dilemma, uh, where there are certain, like, uh, what's the construction? It's, uh, it's two. I think it's, there's, there's uh, three prisoners. Three prisoners. And there's, there's, they know that they're, each person has a, it's either a cap or a, a little mark, a, a panel on their back that's a different color. Right. So there and are, there, there are five total panels. Three right. are white, two are black, right? And so there are three mm-hmm. people. And the point, the point of the example or the point of the, the project is who, if you guess your, or not guess, but you have to, because you have to, Explain your reason. You you uh, see the other person. You see the color, other ones, but not your but own. You don't see your own. And and so you if you can do, say, yeah. if you can say to the warden, what what I what you are, white or black, mm-hmm. is on your back. Then you're you're let out, right? And yeah. so, the, the, what's what's interesting is so if if you see two blacks on the other side, mm-hmm. because remember there's five things: two are black, three are white. Mm-hmm. If you see two blacks, you know you're white. You just run to the warden and say, let me out. I know I'm white. Right. Yes. If you see, if you see one white, one black, then mm. you think, okay, there's a little delay, right? Because you're like, okay, so I could be either white or black, but if I was black, that person that white would be running to the, to the, right. to the warden and they're not. So I know that I'm white and I run to the, so, and then it, the, and the, the third one is you see two whites. And in this case, there's a, a double delay that Lacan says. So mm-hmm. you don't you see that no one goes, and then you're like, okay, so then I must not. There's you, you're like, so no one goes right away. So you're like, okay, so I can't be black, and then or I might be black, I might be white, and then when you see that no one goes the second after the little delay, then you're like, mm-hmm. oh, I must be white too, and then you go. But Sheldon's reading is. This isn't just white and black panels that are or signs that mm-hmm. the people have. This is like mm-hmm. whiteness and blackness in society, right? Mm-hmm. And so um, there's like an imperative to make yourself known as white. That's yes. what, that's basically the idea. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's great. And I I like laughing quietly to myself over here because you asked me to explain this, but you were so excited that you you explain you explained, I explained the, the, the whole thing. Yes, sorry, the whole thing. Sorry, no, it's. Sorry. A, <laughs> It's okay. <laughs> I'm it's such okay. a discussion dominator. I feel no. Bad. Stop, stop, stop. Don't do that, okay. and don't okay. think about that for the rest of the conversation. But it's okay. just—it's a credit to like—I mean, Sheldon's talk. Like you're right. Like yeah. you can't read that. But I—but I also think I guess like to go back to the to 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 the critique. I credit Sheldon George with that more than I credit Jacques. Right. Lacan. Is Lacan? Is it very clear that he's talking about race there? No, he never says. Like he's just talking about like little. They have a black and a white panel on their back. You know, like, yeah. I don't think... Shel- yeah. Sheldon underlined, there is this line where it's like, if this bears some resemblance to current, it's like the current conversations or debate. He, he like, there is a, to use the, the word, there is an implicit uh, thing that Lacan gives, but I, I think, yeah. like, the, the work that Sheldon does with that is a, a, is, is a lot yeah. more. So it's yeah. because what, you know, and I think this this, in a way, it goes to 
I mean, I think it goes to your point, and I think it goes to to Sheldon's point, which is that there is a structure within psychoanalysis, within the way of understanding the psyche and the way the imbrication of psyche and social that is quite feckin' for talking about racism. Incredible, but yeah. And for your for your point, it's like, but neither Freud nor Lacan like took it to that place. But they, really they did. Right. But they there is the there is the structure to sort of to, to pick up. So I think that's a like that's some important work that uh, uh you know that's being done theoretically right. because right. And, and it does and it does prove the point that like you like I like I you know we we talked about this with um I mean this isn't exactly even uh, our point it's kind of Susan Buck Morse's point on uh, about Hegel that like you know uh how like how could this guy uh like how could he understand uh universality and how could he uh, you know, support the Haitian revolution and then say some of the, the things he says about Africa later. And it's like the, the point there is like, well, like the idea is like kind of bigger than him. And right. like you, right. you can personally, you can personally fall into not being good enough to the idea because this is one of psychoanalysis basic points. The idea you produce exceeds you. Like you don't have it. I mean, that's why like, like it happened even a little bit, like, like I'm not going to, cite a specific example i don't want to say the because i don't want to bring specifically people into it but like after yeah. i gave my talk i'm sure this happens to you too after i gave my talk you know i had really wonderful conversations with people came up to me and they said like i thought it was really interesting when you said blank and they said something that i did not say but it's like yeah. i have this i have this this deep <laughs> i have this deep belief though that when you put something out there like this podcast for example it's not yours anymore yeah. right and you're not right. like like you can't like you can't arrest the like the the understanding back to as I said back to what I meant. So you just like you you have to kind of live in the you know the what you said about it. And so that would be like on on one example. But it's but if that if you accept that as true or if you, you accept that phenomena as possible, then again you can say and think and write and then put out something that like exceeds your capacity to pay fidelity to it over time. Like that's just like as a matter of course. And so that's, I think like what is really interesting in, uh, you know, in Sheldon's way of engaging with Lacan. And I think in, in, in your way, engaged engaging with, uh, like Freud and, and, and psychoanalytic theory here is that like, look like there's a structure here that's like very, very useful for yeah. this, uh, problem that like that. And e even thinking through the coordinates of racism as such. And it's like, and one of the way, like, I, like I, I even think, like, one of the ways that you can tell it's so like useful is that the people who first <laughs> explained it didn't even think to to, to bring it up, like, right. like it, it is, it's, it's like that it can be used in a way that has no real bearing and in, in relationship to like, like there, there, the like, I, like I, I think I accept Sheldon's point at like that, that he he th sees it in in Lacan more than it's just him putting it there because like, I, I do think that's true, but I do think like what he pulls out of logical time is like, is it's of amazing. His own construction. But yeah, the point, yeah, is, the point yeah. is that the structure was there in the first place, whether or I not agree. Lacan was there to articulate it. So, yeah, I yeah. think it's such a good point that it's a great point, really that, that the, the, what you say, it's, it's not like you have your ideas. It's, I think the mm -hmm. other way around, yeah. right? Like yeah, your yeah, ideas, ideas have, have you. you. And I think yes, that's the absolutely. really, psychoanalytic point and that's someone who believes in the unconscious definitely thinks that it's funny i used to think that about heidegger i used to think heidegger mm. whatever about the nazism but his ideas really they went beyond that and they broke but now i've kind of like waffled and i'm like well maybe i don't know maybe that like 
his ideas like fitted him for Nazism mm. in a certain in a certain way. But uh, anyway, I I, it's, I I don't know why I don't talk about him because he would be an interesting. I guess I don't know because the well, it's like Foucault, isn't it? Some influences too great to name. I think yeah, that's I, guess, I guess yeah. that's true. But yeah. but as an example of the racist fantasy, Heidegger would mm. be an interesting case. I think that, mm. and so would Arendt, to be honest. Like her book on violence, there's some the 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 races the kind of casual racism in there is pretty mm. is pretty striking. Oh. Well, isn't that, I mean, like the, I mean, the big example is her considering the American revolution to like the true revolution. Right. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Because, and this is a point that, uh, Jean-Claude Milner made to me and he, he's very good on this, by the way. He's, he's mm. utterly like France and Haiti. American is basically nothing. And, and, mm-hmm. and he, because his point was, no, it's 1867 is when the real, that's when the American a revolution really yeah. took place, you know, with the four, mm-hmm. 13th, 14th amendment. So, mm-hmm. uh, and so I think that's pretty, he's like, he's like, she just doesn't even think like, Oh yeah. Okay. She, her point is America. That's why she prefers American. Cause she thinks it's set up a, a, a political system, a stable political system in a way that the mm. French and Haitian didn't. She barely, okay. I don't think she talks about Haiti at all. Uh, of course that, it was stable, but it had obviously it was a, a system On of what? slavery, right? And yeah, and, and genocide, not, and, <laughs> and genocide, right? But even in addition to that, like it wasn't really stable, right? Like it only yeah. It, yeah, it, yeah. It, it occasioned a civil war. So I think, mm-hmm. in terms of like number of deaths that resulted, it's like France has nothing compared to that. So yeah. I think, yeah, I think that that's a real error on her part. And I think you're right; like it's only because of her racism that she could hold to that. Hold to that mm, position. Mm-hmm. So and anyway, fan- but I, I, oh, I think it, oh. it, I, yeah, go ahead, go ahead. I was just going to say fantasy part. Like I think like, yeah. I think, yeah. I think that, um, the, the, the unconscious part we've done, done well to explain its importance and how to, you know, how to think it, uh, through, uh, your project, but the fantasy part, because fantasy is really interesting. It's this word that is like, I, I, I see it a lot in psychoanalytic literature and, and there's yeah. a, a, a lot of like, I think I said this to you, like a lot, a lot of people like the pH, f- I, I pH know. fantasy. And, I know and, we and love to distinguish between things that have absolutely no, there's no difference at all between them. Yeah. I was so, saying to yeah, you that like yeah. the pH is how it is spelled in Britain, right? Like yeah. there's no, like I, I know people that do this. They're like fantasy with an F is, is unconscious. And with a pH, yeah, come on. <laughs> right, I just, right, right. I, don't, I don't know. I just find all that kind of I, all that kind of little nitpicking distinctions, I just, it just, it strikes me as just so absurd. I, Distinction I without a it. difference. That's how you phrase exactly, it. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Because, yeah. I mean, it, it saves you from having to not use a jargon, a piece of jargon to explain mm-hmm. something, and you just have to explain it. And I think fantasy for, again, I think the, what is fa- fantasy is an enjoyment delivery system, right? I'm kind of quoting nice. insider here. <laughs> yeah, okay. He says, he says the cigarette is a nicotine delivery right. system. Delivery uh, system. Nicely done. I like that. And fantasy. Yeah. No, no, just say it, say it again. Fantasy yes, is a f- fantasy is a enjoyment delivery system. Right. Nice and I think okay. that it, and, and so that's what it does. And it does it by creating, elevating an obstacle, uh, sorry, mm-hmm. elevating an object of desire through the use of an obstacle. I okay. think there are zero fantasies without obstacle. And I think mm-hmm. what's interesting is the obstacle 
has a higher value and importance in the fantasy. So this is what makes this bizarre thing that that your racism can attack someone who you think is actually, in terms of their enjoyment, elevated above you, right? So Mm -hmm. it's a weird kind of thing. Like, you feel like you're, as the subject in the racist fantasy, you feel like you're at an enjoyment deficit, whereas the figure occupying the position of the obstacle has an enjoyment advantage. And so that's the... Because they're getting away with something. Yeah, they're getting, just like you said, they're getting away with something, which is why, right? I mean, lynching is probably the greatest uh, act of racism in the sense Mm -hmm. that it so perfectly plays out the fantasy, right? Like it, because not only do you kill the person, you castrate them and you Mm -hmm. really attack the sexual organ that was seen as the threat, right? Like I think that's, it's, to me, once you think of lynching, like you can, and then and then the way that it becomes this public festival, right? Like it, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. they were like sometimes ten thousand people would come. There were postcards. There were there were kid. The people would bring their kids. They'd have picnics around the lynch. So right, it's a right. it's so obscene, and mm-hmm. yet it, it like you part like even the little kids partake in that enjoyment of that that figure of the obstacle. Right. So it's a really like everything, the enjoyment of that entire society is structured around the the, the enjoyment of the of the racial other. But I, I think what's interesting is that I love your thing like they're getting away with something because you can't rely on the regular figure of law to to mm-hmm. to police it. Right. Like right. lynching, the whole idea of a lynching is that you have to give the law a hand, right? The law is never yeah. gonna it's gonna get it's not gonna be strong enough. Yeah. I mean, and like, don't like that. Like, so this is another, like one could move to, I I think, uh, I don't know if you would do this, but I think that the it's in your, uh, in, in your idea and the way that you lay this out, uh, like you can expand this to, you know, uh, to, uh, transphobia and misogyny and like, especially, especially on this, uh, on this point, like, you know, look at like Texas, which is given, uh, people license to hunt women, who are seeking an abortion and yeah. it's like, like the, again, this, the law needs a hand and like, you know, yeah. and, and, and in Florida, it's the, you know, to, to consider like to consider a, a trans identity as a uh, like, it has to already be seen as an abuse. Like, so then that gives you the license parental to like, abuse, parental abuse. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You know, like, so it's the, it's the, it's the same thing. Like, like the structurally it partakes of the same thing. And I, right. I, I think, I think that's the the justification for seeing it psychoanalytically and not like an error of uh, history or a gap in knowledge because right. then you you miss this intrinsic relation uh, to uh, to like to enjoyment in the social yeah, uh, th- yeah through yeah. you know through through these through these means I guess I would say yeah yeah it's such a good point I I think that. Uh, I, I wonder if your students, they're probably a little smarter, but they might not do this. But <laughs> do, you ever, do they ever say, like, that person's racist against trans? And uh, I'm like, no, I'm like, I've, no, I've, never, per- I've never personally heard that. No. So I, I have students that say that. Okay. So they say, and students look up to me, they'll go, that's that, I, that person's racist against trans. I'm like, yeah, I don't think that's exactly what you mean. <laughs> but, uh, but in a way, what you're saying is they're kind of, they're they're, kind of right. A, they're right. Kind right. Of right. They're kind of yeah. right because yeah. they're getting at, like, 
structurally it's the same as racism. And so yeah. someone asked me that. They're like, uh, how is this different? How is the racist fantasy different than, say, a tr- fantasy about trans? And I just said, there's a racial other, right? Like, yeah. that's the only difference, right? Like, there's, yeah. there's it's just whoever is occupying that position. So it could be, mm-hmm. right? Like, so there, there's certain trans fantasy that it's mm-hmm. a trans trans person in the position of like, oh, we'd have this great social harmony. Right, there, right, uh, right. This, the I don't know what, the sexes would get along great if we just didn't sure. have these trans figures. And so, okay, that's, that would be a trans, and structurally, that's just the same. I think yeah. that's, I think it's, I mean, I, I think you have to bite the bullet on that. The only thing that makes it a racist fantasy is that there's a, that the, the other in the position of the obstacle is a racial other. That's it. Yeah. Full the stop, target changes. Right? Like, yeah. That's, yeah. that's it. Yeah. yeah, I don't. I think so. I think you're absolutely right that it's just a structural position. Danny, our friend Danny Cho, wanted me to say, wanted me to say, no, this is a this is a basic political fantasy, right? Mm. Like this is how all poli- right wing political fans. And I, on the one hand, I was like, yeah, you're right, but but I do think it does matter what is in the position of the of the obstacle, right? And that's mm-hmm. why I didn't change the book to. Plus, I thought. It wouldn't <laughs> all the examples are about racism? So I called it the political right. fantasy. That would be well. If you well, weird. I mean, yeah. it gets. I think it gets a little jargony and nominalist if you say the racist political fantasy because then yeah, the, yeah. doesn't yeah. that become yeah. if like to say that was the yeah. title? I mean, I guess because he was then, saying yeah. like I was making a broader point about fantasy, which I think is true. And yeah, so by right. and and I think it's actually a pretty good argument by limiting it to racism. I'm actually limiting the remit of the of the book. So it's almost like he was actually accusing me of being too nominalist, right? <laughs> well, like, take, uh, take take a few minutes and widen that. Like, what would you like? Let's just say that. Uh, well, like, how would I would you just say this: all the things we uh, did wider. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, and all the things we just said. Like, I do think that yeah. every form of political, again, like conservative reactionary political fantasy, functions in the same way. With the mm-hmm. you have the subject, then you have the obstacle, and then you have the object of desire that's threatened by that obstacle. So I think mm-hmm. that that, I, I think whatever you put in the position of the obstacle mm-hmm. is the political enemy, right? Like that's who's, that's who's functioning and your, as. And your point, yeah. your point, the, the reason why this is so pervasive is because this is just to go back is because this is how fantasy operates as such. So when as you, in, so when you engage in your hobby, like I was describing earlier, that is the exact same structure as racism. It's, fa- it's fascinating, right? It's which is not yeah. to criticize stamp collecting, right? As a, like, it's inherently <laughs> oh, racist. No, I don't. No, but, I don't know, Todd. I, I have a. I have a. I have a hot take. No, I'm kidding. But yeah, continue. <laughs> okay, I know. I know. But 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 it is interesting, though, isn't it? That the that racism has the same phantasmatic structure mm-hmm. as stamp collecting or as model building is kind of interesting, right? Yeah. Because I used to build models when I was a kid, and. Okay. Now no one does that. I don't think, but uh, <laughs> people think their time is more valuable, uh, or like uh, baseball card collecting. I did all these sure. stupid oh, yeah. hobbies of the time, uh, and and there absolutely there's absolutely no interest in the model when it's finished, right? Yeah, absolutely sure. zero. It's only insofar as like the instructions are hard to read. You can't get it together. <laughs> the glue doesn't work right. That's what makes it interesting to do it. And so yeah. it's again, you, but you're that's perfectly just describing like, retro gaming, by the way. Like you're yeah, good. I know, I know. It, yeah. I, 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 it related to it. I felt like I felt like I was. I, yeah. I just had to translate it into my more into your own terms. No, no, p- yes, perfect, perfect. Yeah. But, but yeah, please but, continue. 
But no, it's just interesting that that's the same way racism functions, right? Yeah. So, so it's not, I think, which is not, again, it's not to say that all these other activities are just like racism. It's more mm-hmm. to say that racism is plugging into yes. a certain structure that's ubiquitous. Yes. But it's not, I don't think we should give up fantasy. Like, I think fantasy is, is ultimately a good thing, right? Like, it's, well, it's it would yeah. seem impossible to, 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 to give yeah, it up. I mean, yeah, like, what, yeah. cause what you're, what you're pointing, what you're pointing out is that, like, it's through the, I mean, I even think this is like, um, I don't know, like, in, in a certain way, it's like, uh, isn't this the, like, isn't this how, like, grooming, I know that the right loves this, like, grooming. And, yeah. uh, and I don't know why they're so against people taking proper care of their dogs. Yeah. So, uh, no, but like th- this is actually like the way that like grooming actually actually works is it's like, it's, it's the, like the, the normal, the normalizing of a, like, of like in making banal, uh, of like creepy behavior, like, right. And, right. and, and, and right. like, like everything the right does. So, and it's, that's, that's how that, that works now. Okay. In a, in a, in an, in an allied, but of course, like it's, it's different in, uh, in implication and substance, but like when you engage with, like, this is the whole point. When you engage with a hobby, when you have like your, your, your fantasies that, that, that it's just, it's, um, it's, it's, it's private and it's particular, like what it's doing is it's carving out a structure that you come to know and becomes intimate and familiar and therefore, when the the obstacle is not model building, but it's it's becomes the the racial other, like it has the feeling of something you know. Like I think that like that's your that's your claim, and I think that's the that's a like I have a very strong argument because it's too easy to uh, make this position of like of cartoon racist villainy that you are never guilty of right ever. And like it, it, and it makes it again, then it's like, so then how did, so then how did the racist racists, how did they uh, emerge? And it's like, well, it's a, uh, you know, it's propaganda in, in the socialist, this, like this nonstop vilifying of, of certain stereotypes and, 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 and these things. And then it comes to be like the, the social, uh, and the, the, the social, uh, educational apparatus is the, right. uh, is the creator is the, the causal, uh, agent of racism. And you're, and you're, what you're looking for, you know, the, the um, uh, uh, you know, uh, Sarah Gagnon who, uh, works, um, um, to make educational video games, uh, yeah. for, uh, in Wisconsin. Hi, Sarah. She, she made this game. Um, I'm, I might be getting the, the this one, the, the game that, she made wrong that someone said this thing, but she recently made a game about like uh, putting the player in the position of being a journalist and like figuring out uh, like, you know, what, like what, how to report news, like what's, what's fake and, and, and whatever. And one of the fail conditions for her team, I think it was for this game was they, if a, if a conservative wouldn't play the game. So like that would be a fail condition for making the game. Ah, so okay. they they had to make it in a way that like you you're getting at something I think in our terminology you're getting at something that is like is is universal like is getting at something that is like is so right. so imminent and generalizable that right. like it it doesn't you and, and and structural like that's the point and I think that's 
I don't know. I think you're kind of doing the same thing with the book is that like, it's really, really like it would be easy and fun to just kind of like grandstand and like carve out like your own anti-racism and like how great you are. And like, you know, people get a lot of followers on Twitter doing that kind of thing. And, but if you don't see like, if you don't see the, like the generalizable structure of it, then I, I think you you miss you miss the whole game. I, I I totally agree with that. And I also think that the the distinction this is a distinction I make early on in the book between racist ideology and racist fantasy. I think that's mm. really important. And I think we often we I include myself in this, we yeah. often just confound the two, right? Like ideology, yeah. fantasy, the same. And I think it's really important. Like to me, a racist ideology is necessarily hierarchical, right? Like it puts a certain racial position on top, it puts a certain one on bottom, right. and and and, and it, again, it's it, it can be con- it can be totally conscious, right? Like a racist ideology, like that that oper- was operative. We were talking about American society during the time of the revolution. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was just a racist ideology that was just it was just con- everybody knew it. It was conscious. Uh, mm-hmm. But at the same, what's interesting is I think at the same time, there is a fantasy functioning. So that's, mm-hmm. and that distributes the enjoyment. And that's why I think the fantasy can actually, it actually works against the ideology in this sense. Like it works, mm. whereas the, the ideology puts a certain racial position below in the fantasy, that position gets elevated, right? So it, it fun, it's, it functions in a weird kind of way and i think mm. that the i think there's some obfuscation that goes on about acknowledging the way fantasy works like fantasy works by saying structurally you're the person who's in the lower position ideologically has an mm. elevated importance in the fantasy yes. and i think that yes it has yeah. to fantasy has to work that reversal which is why mm. i think on the one hand fantasy can be radical Right, yeah, there can I was be very radical fantasies. Yeah, yeah, yeah for you sure. Think, so you think so? Part of this, you think, is that like intervention can be like if we accept and, and bring this in, like intervention can be made on the side of uh, fantasy in a in a way. Now, do you think that that solves a problem? Like, because you you can't like do you, do you not think you can involve you can intervene ideologically, or do you think that intervening? No, on I think the side you can easily intervene. Okay, I think ideological interventions are easier, right? Like they're okay. just how do we change the larger social structure? Like, mm-hmm. I don't know, get, put more money here, like maybe affirmative sure. action program, whatever. Right. Like, I think that's, that doesn't seem to me as difficult. Like, like how in the pandemic, the United States actually immediately had a welfare state, like, right, like a stronger sure. welfare state. Right. Like almost right. In, like, that's like just ideological. Program. Right. Yeah. Okay. I think that, I don't think that's a problem, but I think yeah. it, intervening in the fantasy is much more difficult. And I think mm-hmm. it doesn't, it, I mean, this is the end, the ultimate end of the book that I, I say, like, in the end, it means taking responsibility for your own enjoyment. So seeing mm. the way in which you're, it's not that, so it's interesting. So Lacan in seminar 11, he says it one time and everybody mm. glommed onto it, namely thanks to Slavoj, <laughs> I think. He says this idea of traversing the fantasy. Oh, and yeah, I think right, a lot right, of right. people got the idea that maybe you can, that traversing meant escaping, right? But sure, sure. I just think that's impossible. That's just, that's not, you don't escape from it, but I think you can change your relation to it. And to see mm-hmm. that the thing that you are deriving enjoyment from also belongs or doesn't belong 
to you. It's not, yeah. it's not part, like it, what you're imputing to the racial other is also your own position relative to the, to the society. Mm-hmm. So I think that, I think that would be my, that's, that ends up being that takeaway is that how do you mm-hmm. fight against racism? It's by taking responsibility for your own enjoyment, which means seeing mm-hmm. the way in which that particular position as an obstacle is actually like you're your own, in a way you're your own obstacle. That might be the one way to, mm. to mm. say it. Right. You're uh, yeah. you're not in traffic. You are traffic. You right. are the traffic. Yeah. 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 That's someone I mean, said this yeah, this a guy at the so we, we had the LAC conference. We went to this mm-hmm. first bar on the one night and just to, for a get together afterward. And mm-hmm. and someone started playing and it was just so loud. And then somebody started playing music and it was impossible. Mm-hmm. We couldn't hear. So we then the next night we went to a different place, this hotel bar. We're like, oh, it'll mm-hmm. be calm, it'll be and then it was again like deafening. I was trying to talk to my friend Paul Eisenstein, and I, I, I like even every word of his like made my ear just. I felt a pain in it because it was so loud. <laughs> right, right. And uh, and and this this our our, our Mott Sars, our listener who, who nicely came to the conference, a very mm. loyal listener. He's yeah, like Hil- Hillary said to him, "I can't believe it. Even the hotel bar was loud." And then Mott says, "You know." Maybe we're the ones that are loud. <laughs> right, 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 right. And I nice thought it was fun. such a great, you know, it's an anti-racist point, right? Like it's seeing mm. the way in which we, this obstacle of the noise, we right. were the noise, right? Like right. we were the, we were the excessive noise. So I think yeah. that's, I think that's pretty, like that's, that's the kind of gesture. I mean, obviously right. that was, he wasn't trying to make an anti-racist gesture, but that no, is no, no, the no, kind no. of you, gesture. Structurally, you're, you're seeing, yeah, because yeah, you're, because yeah. you're, you're, it's the, the seeing how you are sustaining the thing that you consciously are like lined up against. Against. And, right. and that like, especially, like, I think that this is especially true. Like I, I often go to, to discussing uh, cynicism with, with these things is that like, how, how is it that like, you know, uh, the what cynicism does is it like it perpetuates the the its own coordinates so like right. do, do like the for me the like the figure of and i did this for a little while too like the figure of like going on facebook and constantly like attacking the people who are like friends or friends and friends for like their uh like their objectionable, you know, viewpoints, like doing that, like, and then it's kind of like what we were talking about last week, like with, with Twitter, like it gives you this, it gives you this, uh, this form to constantly engage in the same thing. And so what you get is you get the immediacy of having done something, but right. it's the long term, long term, that's funny, <laughs> long term su- sustaining. I just like, collapse those things the long-term uh sustaining of those uh of those precise coordinates like you just like you keep the the uh you keep the wheel moving uh in that in 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 that uh uh, you know the the outrage uh machine like it's it's and it's it can be intoxicating because it also like with that particular example it does feel like you're doing real work but i I yeah it does it does this is why and and i think um you know we wanted to to talk about this and we'll put this in the, um, in the, in the show notes. This is why, like, it was really like several months ago, I, uh, was able to find that, um, that article by Maurice Mitchell, uh, building, uh, resilient organizations that I, I shared with you. Yeah. Like, and, and he, uh, he's the, um, the national director in the United States of the working families party. And he's got this great, 
essay about like the problems that are uh, facing like progressive political organizations today. And one of them is this like uh, th- that he sees that he kind of lays out is this like, like people like young people uh, who are, like have so much enthusiasm for, uh, you know, taking part in a grassroots organization to like affect political change. And one of the things that uh, can ha- ha- has been happening a lot like for in his observations is that it doesn't happen fast enough and it lacks the immediacy of like shutting someone down on Twitter. And he, in a very nice and plain way and with no grandstanding on his part, just sort of lays out like, this is like something that we need to to mitigate. Like this is not a part of grassroots organizing. Like you don't get this, like this like immediate hit of having done something like, and and it, it takes a lot longer to build and change uh, structure and when people come at by when when they come to an organization like the working families party and their exposure to politics is mainly from social media they have a certain idea of how the organization should work and that is at such odds with the reality of it as he uh, explains that it produces issues uh so like and we'll we'll probably link, link link that article yeah, the, it's uh, a great article. I mean, it yeah. really it really speaks directly to this that I mean, he doesn't use the terms of fantasy, right? But mm. he's he's definitely talking about this. It's almost like a phantasmatic resistance to mm. involvement, right? Or to to, yeah. to the kind of change he wants to effectuate. Yeah, well, I because it, what do you, what do you have to cuz like you have to like for for this kind of you know, you know, he's, he has a great like relationship to it, but like, you know, some, what he's saying is that like some people have to, to say like, they have to actually let go of these certain coordinates of the problem because they like, they enjoy them too much. Right. Like, right. Like, no, and, I think and, it's, yeah. Yeah. It's a huge, it's, I think it's a huge thing. Right. And I think that's the, so that's something that, we haven't talked about and we probably will just touch on at the end, right? Like mm. that, that um, one of the things that I try to show is that this racist fantasy structure isn't just, it's not just an individual fantasy structure, right? Like mm. it's, it has its, it's, it's societal, it's structural and mm-hmm. it comes from, I, th- I think it's, 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 it's part of the way that capitalism has to perpetuate itself. Like I don't, mm-hmm. so it's very clear and a lot of, good uh, race theorists slash Marxists have, have shown the way in which racist ideology is implicated with capitalism in its origin. Right. Right. And I think that's Cedric Robinson. True. Right. That's a, right. Cedric Robinson. Although he's a, <laughs> okay. Uh, but <laughs> no, I mean, you can't, his, help, you can't help yourself. <laughs> I, no, no, no. I, it, but it's, I actually read a very, uh, it was an interesting economic, it was a Marxist critique of him. Okay. So oh. I, this, this is not a psychoanalytic critique of him at all. Anyway. Okay. Um, and I was pretty convinced by, I can't be, I can't remember who read it, but you're right. He did. This is one of his, his positions. Um, but there are other people too. Uh, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so, but, but, but I think that, that even more, I don't know, more equally important is mm-hmm. the role that the racist fantasy has in getting people invested in the capitalist project and keeping them invested in it. Right. Like, right. so if you think, oh, why my life sucks, I'm not enjoying <laughs> myself at all. Mm-hmm. Well, it must be because of, no, no, it's not because of capitalism. It's because mm-hmm. of this racial other, right? So it, yeah. it, it provides a, an interesting alibi mm. for a compelling alibi, I think, for a lot of people 
for their own their own feeling of like their uh, the the way that capitalism restricts their possibilities to enjoy. So I think that's a real mm-hmm. I think that's so that's the way in which it's not just this individual thing. Although I think it is yeah. individual too, right? Like it does view yeah. this individual kind of thing, but there also is this collective dimension to it that I think is just as crucial and and that 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 I'm I'm not I'm pretty convinced that capitalism can't do without racism because of this. Yeah. Yeah, I think, yeah, no, I think, I think so too. I mean, because, because of the, I mean, because of this, like, this is what the, the, un, the underlining that I, I think is crucial here is it's because of the cover that it gives right. for right. its, for the inequality that it has to work on. That's right. But so, isn't that what, yeah. isn't what's interesting though, that, that it, it, it's not just, oh, capitalism is racist. It's that. Mm-hmm. Racism operates as this defense mechanism within mm. the structure of yes. capitalism, right? I yeah, think that's, yeah, yeah. I think it's crucial to, because I think I hear so many people say like, oh, the racist capitalist patriarchy, blah, blah, blah. Right. But okay, fine. But it's a little bit more complicated, right? Like it's a little bit more like, wait, racism is in there, but it's not just, it's not just part of the same thing. It's actually working mm-hmm. as this defense thing within it. And I think that's a really crucial thing to understand. You wouldn't want to hyphenate it. You'd I would not want to hyphenate it. No. Yeah. No. Yeah. You'd, yeah. you'd want to. I'm show. basically against hyphens anyway. But uh, <laughs> no, <laughs> that's, that's why I had I to. Mean, I had to break from Heidegger for that because I couldn't stand yeah. that. Zein sum tod. I couldn't. I couldn't stand that. That's uh, pretty good. Yeah. Anyway. That's pretty good. But it's those, a, the problem is in German, all those are one word, so it's yeah. You know, it doesn't. Well, uh, I think. Yeah, no, I mean, just to, like just to sort of uh, c- conclude on 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 this point uh, that uh, that I like that I like so much is that like you like y- I think your point is m- so you're not you're not even saying that uh, that racism is like the uh, like this or I don't know, or maybe th- th- tell me about this. I'm going to say this. I- I'm going to give a statement and I want you to tell okay. me what yeah. Yeah. what you where where you would want to position yourself relative to this statement. So I'm going to just say it as a. Declarative. I don't know that I necessarily uh, believe or think this, but I think it'll help this part of the conversation. Okay. Uh, uh, racism is the uh, the sweet wrapper on a bitter pill. I agree. And that yeah. and, and the yeah. and the bitter pill yeah. is the, that bitter pill is capitalism. So it helps yeah. helps ingest yeah. it. Into, okay. All right. Yeah. 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 I like that a lot. Okay. I like that a lot. So Ryan, uh, mm-hmm. you know how the, you know if you go to the horse races, they say this race is <laughs> okay. for this race is, is with uh, non-winners in the last three mm-hmm. years. And okay, so this yes. is this is a little contest for non-winners ever. So if you've already okay. won a book, <laughs> then you can't get one. Now. You can't get one. So, yeah, sorry, that's my own decadent upbringing. Uh, there you go. Uh, yes. Uh, <laughs> which is like someone that doesn't eat meat. It's a little bit of a contra. I've I've kind of stopped going, so it's <laughs> bad for me. But um, anyway, uh, yes. so back to the subject in hand. Uh, I will give three copies away. Yeah. I'll give three copies away of racist fantasy. Sorry. You have to live in us cause otherwise it costs me too much to send it. Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but that's the first three callers. Well, the first three callers, first okay. three callers, uh, non-winners that have not non-winners won. before and kudos to you for making it to the end, uh, of the episode. That's right. Well. That's and, right. Last yeah. time I said in the beginning and someone emailed me within five minutes, of the episode dropping, I was like, well, wait a minute. You clearly didn't. <laughs> There's a, there's, a, episode, there's a structure so. that maybe needs an adjustment to the. Uh, that's to right. The, that's right. Yeah. That's right. It's like, uh, 
like what I say at the beginning of class, I'm just going to give everyone an A, so whatever. Yeah, right. But, yeah. Maybe, maybe. But if I said at the end, it's fine because they've already done the work and they're like, it seems like oh. they've earned it. Yeah. 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 So someone put yeah. in the work. <laughs> yeah. So what, I don't know. What's the lesson, Ryan? Is it? <sighs> wow. Okay. Um, so you have, I don't, I don't think it can be self Pacific. Um, because, because, well, I mean, you mentioned the film the, itself is too racist. Yeah, I think so. But it, it makes a nice point. Like the way that you talk about it is that it does, it has the, like it has these, the, this, uh, anti-racist element to it, but it is guilty of perpetuating the, yeah, well maybe that's the best one, right? So maybe we want to say, maybe you want to, maybe that is the best one. I, I don't know that I, I can't, I can't read. Have we done insider before? I think we have. Ooh, I don't know that. I can't, okay. uh, well, I can't independently go. verify that. So we're going to say insider. <laughs> Uh, let's do South Pacific. So, South Pacific, so and I okay. think it's interesting because, you know, this was my mom, one of my mom's all time favorite films. And uh, oh, she, great, okay. she was, there's a little thing in the acknowledgements about her. She, she had a lot of, she grew up in a terribly racist household. And then my mm-hmm. dad's parents basically disowned her because she stood up against their constant racism. So, mm-hmm. Uh, I, 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 just in honor of her, she thought South Pacific was an anti-racist film, so she did. Okay, she just she loved that song. Uh, oh, you have okay. to be carefully taught, and she she thought that, you know, she wanted to carefully teach us the opposite way. Okay, okay. and I think it was. Well, I don't know. It was successful in my brother's case, at least. So. <laughs> I'm just nice kidding. Yeah, I think it was really successful. She, but. Uh, so we'll do, took us, so we'll do, yeah. we'll, we'll do, so we'll do insider if it hasn't been brought up and then for, uh, for Sandy to, yes. uh, for the, for the legacy, we'll, uh, we'll yeah. do South Pacific. As South a lesson. Pacific. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Excellent. Over and out, Ryan. Over and out, Todd.